This is episode 132. My name is Justin Peach. Hey, I'm Chris. This is the Bible Buffoons Podcast. Well, hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Great. It's 80, 100 degrees outside. I guess. No wonder why we have like tornadoes all the time. Yeah. It goes from 40 to 80 in like a day. It's a little volatile. That's how I would describe our weather. During the season? Absolutely. You never know. You don't. You don't. Well, hey, episode 132. We're here. Hoping you guys had. What what was the last thing we talked? I mean, not last we talked about. There was a Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. since the last time we spoke. Yeah. We hope you guys all had a lovely Valentine's Day. I did. You did? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what we did on Valentine's Day. It was a Tuesday. It was pretty boring. Yeah. You know, with Mary Beth's it's birthday on the 11th. Yeah. And yours is right there too. But like with Mary Beth's on the 11th, she's like, we ain't got to do anything. I said, thank you. There's no worse day, in my opinion, to try to go out to eat. So we never, ever, ever do Oh, yeah, right. It doesn't matter where you go. The very first Valentine's Day Katie and I had dating, not even married. So we're talking long time ago. Um, At least 18 years ago, I think. We tried to go out to dinner. On Valentine's Day? On Valentine's Day. Uh, we waited so long that we eventually just left. And we decided then and there that we're never going out for Valentine's Day again. And we haven't. Really? Yeah, I, I we we might have in our life, but I don't remember anything special about Valentine's Day. It's a made up holiday. Yeah, but like me and Mary Beth, like, have we been out? Have we? Yeah, we we might have. Mm-hmm. Do we typically? Nope. So our our tradition is I get flowers for Katie and Lila. See, that's with, great. With two girls, and that's that's, that's wonderful. Valentine's that's Day. wonderful. Did you get them at the pig? I did this year. I I have gotten them from Whole Foods in the past. Yeah, they used to do like a special thing. I mean, Whole Foods closed. I've done Publix. They're gonna put a bowling alley in the Whole Foods. Which one? Hoover. Oh yeah, that one's been closed for a minute. Yeah, it's been closed for a minute. Never went to it. So twice I went to it care. twice, yeah. and they had a restaurant like a barbecue joint in there. Never open. Yeah, that's that would be I a went huge I, barbecue place. Uh huh. No 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 no. They had it in the Whole Foods. It was uh-huh. like a little. It was dope. Like, I went, ate it once with me and the family. We're like, oh, this is great. And then every time I went in, I was like, oh, I'll go stop and get some barbecue. Never open. Mm. So, anyways, the lady at the pig, she, because I stopped there in the mornings, it was like her Super Bowl. Yeah, she was ready. She's, she's like barking orders at people. Yeah, I was like, there you go, get it. Like, yep. you got to get it right. It was um, good. They had a great selection. Flowers were pretty. Still have them, they look great. Did we record this last week on? We did. It was actually Valentine's Day. It was Tuesday. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Hope you guys did good. Uh, we went to Winterfest, which you're like, oh, our church does Winterfest. It probably doesn't. Or maybe it does. Everything is called Winterfest that happens in the December, January, February-ish. Uh, went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. G-Berg. That was a little cool up there. 22. That's pretty chilly. We got up. One morning, or went to bed when it was about 22-ish to go walk and go get pancakes. I endured it for some pancakes. Pigs in a blanket, which is 
uh, uh, link sausage rolled in a pancake. That sounds awesome. It is. I mean, it's basically I ordered pancakes and sausage. They just give it to you in a fun way. That's fun. Yeah. They probably upcharged me too, but it was good. I was texting with a friend of mine uh, yesterday who lives in northern Wisconsin, and he said that they've had 100 inches of snow this winter. I, I can't I, I can't fathom that's it. literally what I text him I, I said, can't fathom. I literally cannot imagine how how much snow how tall is 100 inches I, I should know. know that off the top of my head but he's eight said feet 100 inches so 72 inches is six feet oh so it's like nine or ten feet yeah something like well that. it can't be right 10 yeah 10 would be 120 inches right so somewhere in between there so somewhere in there um so like somewhere about eight yeah yeah. He said right now it is chest deep. That's a lot of snow. I mean, nine feet. I mean. And I told him it was going to be 80 here this week. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what is going on? Same country. It's a big country. America's a big country. <laughs> a lot of different climates. A lot of different. Uh, terrain. Eco terrains. Mm, I don't know. That's not a word, but. What's the thing like uh, desert, the steppe? Mountains, you know, the, you learned it in geography or geology or whatever. There's a word for it. I don't know what it is. Uh, ecosystems? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. We're so this is not that. a science podcast. Or t- um, topography? I, I was kind of thinking it's something like but that, but topography is just uh, like mountain land. Is it flat stuff? land, flat, valleys? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Y'all are getting a good one this mm-hmm. this morning, y'all. Y'all are getting dropped some knowledge on y'all. Telling you all about <laughs> science. Uh, well, Gatlinburg is hilly. Mm-hmm. Mountains. Right there in, in the fact. mountains. It's gorgeous. Uh, we brought about 40 of us there on a bus. If you want to know what living is, bring 40 middle schoolers to Gatlinburg and hear them complain about almost everything. Yeah, but pass. They here's here's what I've learned in my many years, but it stuck out this year a lot. They don't know how to cross a street. They get deer in headlights. Like they, you got to be assertive, not aggressive. Assertive. No, 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 no. But also that too assertive, too flippant, and it's like that's a green light. That car can go right now. You can't just walk. I guess kids don't really walk here. They don't. Yeah. And so like I'm like, what are y'all doing? Now, Gatlinburg's a different story because you can go to the crosswalk and they're supposed to stop for you. Yeah. That's supposed a 50-50 shot. But on the road we were on, it was like red light, green light. And they were at the intersection and then like looked and was like, uh, uh, I'll go. And I was like, it just turned green. This is the exact. So they don't know how to cross streets. Next year, you're going to have to do a street crossing I, training. I, I did right then. <laughs> like I yelled at them and they stopped. And I said, all right, guys, let's learn. Green light means go. Cars hurt. Cars cars run over you. Car hurt you. Car hurts you. Now don't walk. Like this is pretty easy. I was like, Jack knows how to do this. My six year old. All right. They also don't know how to tell time. So we know the soft brain adolescence. We went over this. Don't they all wear like Apple watches? They all have Apple watches. They have iPhones. They have headpieces. They have AirPods. They have. All the thing they got Nike shoes that track them. They can, but hey, be here at four o'clock is like, uh, it's three fifty eight. I think I can get Starbucks. And you're like, you got your mind. You're you, gonna have to schedule a solid twenty seven minutes to get Starbucks. 
Uh-uh. Maybe even longer than that. Hour and a half. Well, I'll pass. There's coffee's not that good. 60 people in line nonstop. Oh, yeah. I'm like, uh, I just won't drink that. That's <laughs> fine by me. But they, oh, I got to have the cup and the frou-frou. There's, and the, there's never been a coffee that I would wait an hour and a half for. No. Not one bit. Anyways, they don't know anything about that. <laughs> they don't have to tell time. They're like, uh, time management. They know, they know what time it is, I think. Time management mm-hmm. is what it is. Which, again, there's a lot of people that suffer from... Bad time management. That's true. Uh, they don't know how to order stuff at restaurants and pay for things. They are they have to buy all of their meals. We're not all with them. Like, uh, I'm not their mama, so it's like you get and they're like, they're like, man, mellow mushroom is expensive. I'm like, yeah. Did you get a whole pizza? Don't go. <laughs> no, it's actually cheaper if you got a whole pizza and you guys split it up. Yeah. Um, but they don't know how to pay. They're like, oh, this is. $15. I have $16. We're good. Well, there's tax yeah. and there's tip and there's, there's all that important life skills to learn. So, you know, that stuff's always fun to walk and, and, you know, being a shepherd among teenagers, you do spiritual things and then you learn how to walk across the street and tell time, mm-hmm. learn how to tip. Learn how to tip your server. Otherwise, people start spitting in your food. Yep. <laughs> also, hotel life. Yeah. These kids are like, go bonkers. Yeah. Just not used to having the freedom, which is going to tie in. Ooh, they do have the freedom. Today. Some of them didn't have adults in their room. That's yeah. a whole other subject, but our church, but our child protection guidelines. Yep. Some did, but it was just like, they're just like giddy yeah. to be in a room. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. That was fun when you were a kid. You're in there six hours from midnight to 6 a.m. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're really in there like nine hours. That, that's it. Yeah. But anyways, Winterfest was great. It was good. Our teens did great. Our adults did great. We did great. It's great. It's great. Um, all right. Hey, we are in. We're going to go and get rolling. It's only been 11 minutes of us chatting. But it's we, fun. It's fun. Oh, side note. Mary Best car broke down on the way. So if, I hope you guys picked that, that up. hope that made it onto the podcast. I, I think it did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking at the sounds, I think it did. I hope so. Looking at Don't the sounds. Don't take it out. Don't take at, it out. No, that is Miss uh, Beverly. I know you're listening right now. That was your Beverly daughter. and Greg. That was your daughter in another room yelling through the walls. We can hear her laughing. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, Mary Beth's car broke down outside Knoxville. She drove there by herself. It's about a five-hour trip for us. What happened? Transmission went out. Been there, man. Very recently. Uh, a whole transmission. The car is still in Knoxville. Ugh. Took uh, it to a dealership. Took it to a dealership. We're in a warranty, but it was like, they're like, we might get it done this week. We don't know. And you got to go back to Knoxville. I have to, to get, get a one-way rental car mm. and drive to Knoxville. But... The Honda, the Honda people said, we'll pay for a little bit of that car, like the up to $40 for a rent-a-car day. I'm like, oh, great. Like, we'll pay for your hotel. We'll pay for gas and food while you're inconvenienced. I was like... I, that could I, be worse. I, I may go to Knoxville and watch some baseball games and get a hotel and do whatever. So did they give you a, 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 like no. a van? No. So how did they get there? They Mary Beth's mom was only about 20 miles away, okay. picked her up. Mary Beth's mom said, you take my car home. I can get right up in Lebanon and whatnot. So that was nice. Yeah, it was nice. So we're just kind of like figuring it out. Mm. They said, hope you done this weekend. So who knows? 
All right, here that we go. Stinks. We are on our final um, essential checkpoint. Last one. Things that we need to be reminded of, which is the whole Bible, but things that we need to be like, hey, we need to re- rethink this. And this is for teenagers, but as we went through it, again, it's not. Mm-hmm. Like This is just for Christian um, peoples. Uh, so we went over authentic faith. I'm going to see if I can get them all. This is our sixth one. So we've done five. Authentic faith, uh, wise choices, healthy friendships, spiritual disciplines. Mm. It's like the seventh dwarf. Like, I just don't know. Dopey. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember either. I don't remember what it is. Y'all go back and listen. We'll see. I'll go back and listen. But we're on this last one. It's called Ultimate Authority. Ooh. Kind of like Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. One of my favorites. Uh, Ultimate Authority. So the main deal is, just to wrap your head around this. Others first. Oh, poop. Good job. Well, I looked it up. I know, but (laughs) hey, you did more than I did. Uh, It is, um, here's here's the main thing. And we're going to flush this out. But the main thing is maximum freedom is found under God's ultimate authority. And I would say for a teenager, that's tough. And I would say for an adult, that is tough. And maybe even adult that is higher up in his business, Mm -hmm. that they themselves have a lot of authority where Mm -hmm. I run this company, I run this division, I run this region or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, I would think that that'd be hard to say if you truly want freedom, the, uh, if you truly want freedom, then you need to a hundred percent submit to God's authority. Yeah, it man. seems like an oxymoron, right? Like, uh, um, what are some oxy, what, like, uh, jumbo uh, shrimp, jumbo shrimp, <laughs> right? Yeah. Just stuff like that. You're like, that doesn't make sense. I think this is one of the rare instances where the older you are, the more difficult this concept is to grasp. Why? The younger you are, the closer you are in proximity to authority structures. So, oh, school, So your little kid, yeah. your parents are a very real and present authority. Your school, your you know, your Bible teachers, all these things. So you, you kind of get the idea that other people know what's best for me. And if I kind of follow the plan, things will go well for me. Same with teenagers. You know, my coach is an authority. Teachers are an authority, blah, blah, blah. When you become an adult, you separate yourselves, in most cases, from those real rigid authority structures. Now, you probably got a boss, um, but that might be it, unless you are the boss. Yeah, right. And then it might be even harder. It's it's even harder. So I think um, the the more distance you have from kind of standard authority structures, the harder this is to, to really buy into, but true nonetheless, at least that's just my, that's what I thought when I, when I was reading through this Do you and everything th- else is the opposite. So like you get better at making wise choices, the older you get in theory, right? Oh yeah. You uh, spent more years. You, know, you yeah. think about all these other checkpoints, really kind of wisdom and age kind of go hand in hand. Uh-huh. The longer you've been walking with Christ, the, the easier this is, but I think the authority structure 
and, and really submitting to God's authority. That's something we can really struggle with at any point in our life. Um, we have a lot we of have notes. less practice at it as an adult. We have about three pages of notes here. Um, but I, I, I want to camp out with that. Cause I, I, that's different thinking. Like the older you get typically, the more wiser, the more mm-hmm. that, yeah. But then here it's like, this is harder. Mm-hmm. So do you think people want freedom? Yes. Now that's a rough term when it comes into. Yeah, you freedom can mean a lot of things. A lot of different things, right? What do you think they want? What What is the definition of freedom as it relates to this topic? Like to have freedom. I don't, again, this isn't our notes. Uh, this is yeah. just some stuff I was talking um, um, it depends on who you ask. Okay, is is would be my first response. Um, I think a seasoned follower of Jesus mm-hmm. uh, can think about the word freedom and think about freedom from. Yes. Right? Yeah. So freedom from sin, freedom from bondage, freedom from the law, freedom from right yeah, on yeah, and on yeah, and on. Yeah. And the way you live into and experience that freedom is by living under <laughs> God's authority. But you separate yourself from the teachings of Jesus, and freedom means I get to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Can you hear me clapping? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, and that's where you kind of run into this teenager deal because I because I have met and counseled and been a lot of teens that have been through. Hey, I'm 16, 17 years old. I cannot wait till I'm 18 years yeah. old. I'm going to be on my own. Me and a friend, we've already, we're, we're going to get an apartment. We're going to do this and no more being under the uh, um, authoritative, re, you know, like regime of my parents. <laughs> right. And it's like, well, yeah, I, they want what's best for you, mm-hmm. whether you know that or not, but yeah. they want to be out. And then you get with them six months later. Yeah. And they're like, this stinks. And you're like, yeah. Having mm-hmm. ultimate freedom as, as in I'm an adult. Yeah, I I I can spend my money I, how I want. I, I can, can do what, what I want. want. I, can I can go what, to bed when I want. I can do yeah. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I can go to class if I want to, or if I can, I can skip class if I want to. Right? I can go to church if I want. I, I mean, there's yeah. all these things. It's like it's me. I'm the one that gets to make decision. No one can make it for me. Man, I wish. Like, you know, you hear from people that have gotten out of prison that have been there for 15, 20 years or yeah. 10 years, and they're like. Oh, I liked it in there. The structure. Because yeah. same with the military. There's like they told me what to do, when to go to bed, when to have this, when to eat that. And it was like I had so much structure in my life. When I got out of it, I didn't know how to handle time yeah. and myself and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's true with us of mm. like I kind of want those laws. Mm. You know, you kind of look at um you kind of look at um our Jewish brothers and sisters, and they got lots of laws. If they really go by, you know, um, uh, the law of Moses, they don't work. They don't eat. They can't do that. Right. There's all these things. And it's like, man, that seems like a lot of stuff. Yeah. And they're like, no, that guides us. And that is my guide rails to how to live. And you're like, Oh, that sounds kind of nice too. Yeah. There's, there's an important component to this that we don't want to think about. Uh, freedom, you know, your ability to choose how to live and the decisions that you make is not freedom from consequences of those decisions. <laughs> True. And, yeah. and your example of that transition period, your yeah. late high school years into your early college years, 
beautiful example. Yeah. And, and I got a real life example <laughs> of, of mine, you know, obviously it's super exciting time in life. Uh-huh. Um, and I was very excited to, to go to Alabama, you know, live in an apartment, get to decide yeah. what I want to do. Um, but you know what the consequences of my freedom were? I gained 30 pounds my freshman year. Not a freshman 15. Not a freshman 10, not a freshman 15. Freshman 30. I gained 30 American pounds. <laughs> Cafeteria pounds. Though that that was a very real yes. life consequence and you're like, of Whoa. me having the freedom to decide what I wanted to eat and when I wanted to eat it. Yeah. Right? And I had to deal with those consequences, right? Yeah. So <laughs> freedom is not freedom from consequences. And and that leads right into this idea that am I really the best one to be deciding the best way to live my life? Well, do I have the vision for that? You know, I I, I think because of most teenagers and people in general have a negative view of authority. I'm going to stick it to the man down with them. They're trying to put me down. They're trying. And you even know these people in, in your job or kids or whatnot that are always like, they're out to get me. And you're mm. like, I think you're lunatic. I think you're crazy. No. And they're like, they don't want me to get promotion. They don't want me to do this. Look at this. And you're like, well, no, you've been a horrible employee. That's yeah. why you're not getting this. Like yeah. you're, you're always late. You don't do your best job or this or that. And, but to them it is the authorities putting me down. And so the more that their hand, foot, fist, whatever's on me is like, I, I can't truly be free. Yeah. And I think some people might have that thought about God of he is just in the business of saying no. Yeah. And putting a bunch of rules on you. I find it interesting. I don't think God likes rules. Mm. We were the ones that screwed it up. Mm. God gave us uno rule. Mm. There was one rule. Adam and Eve. Hey, y'all have fun. This is it. Enjoy. Don't eat from that tree. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Don't eat from that tree. Yeah. And then sin happened. He gave us one rule. <laughs> and then it went from that to... Well, you keep messing up. You keep messing up. You keep messing up. And then it went to Moses, the law of Moses. And then it went to 613 rules, laws. And it's like, whoa, that's a big jump. Mm. But from one rule in the garden to 613 rules with Moses, it's all the same. He's just trying to get you closer to him. Mm. But our free will. <laughs> and protect you from yourself. And <laughs> and to also protect you, yeah. right? Like he loves you. God loves you and protects you and wants to be with you forever. He wants the best for your life. And so the rules that he puts in place is not this, ha I can make you not have fun today. You can't do this. Don't. He's like, no, no, no. I want to protect you because I want to spend forever with you. Mm. And I want you to know uh, the goodness that is that relationship that we have together when you fully submit to me. Yeah. If you fully submit, this won't be that hard. Right? Like I say that with my kids all the time. I'm like, if you just li- like if you just listen to me, life is going to be easier because <laughs> I'm doing what is best for you. Yeah. Like I, I I'm I, I'm trying to protect you. Mm. I'm trying to make sure that you don't get in trouble. I'm saying no to now because I know the next two steps you're going to be in trouble. So let's kind of go here. And so for us Humans, if you have this chaotic life 
and it's kind of going bonkers. I think a way of focusing going, I'm, I'm going to fully surrender to God. What does, what does he in the Bible tell me to do that? I'm just going to do it. Mm. And it's hard. That's what we're all trying to do. But I think if you simplify your life to, I got a lot of other stuff going on. Let's put it all through the filter, through the lens, whatever you want to do of what would Jesus do? Mm. I, I, I think it would help a lot of people. Perspective is incredibly important with this particular episode of this series. Yeah, yeah. Because like even the title of it, Ultimate Authority, sounds kind of scary. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't really, really like that. So, but perspective is is the key here because like if we hear Ultimate Authority and we think like some kind of boss. Principal, boss, Manager, cop, government, manager, yeah, yeah uh-huh. like military yeah, kind of yeah. scary, right? <laughs> Somebody who's trying to impose their will on you for some uh-huh. other purpose or for some other yeah, yeah thing. But if we have the perspective of God as father, as a parent, mm-hmm. that's a whole different thing, man. I have ultimate authority over my kids. Yeah. But do I use that to like beat them down and suppress Manip- them? Yeah. Manipulate them? No. no. The decisions that I make are for their good. Mm-hmm. And you look at you yeah. look at how God has interacted with with people in Scripture. Adam and Eve. This story is about a choice between God's way and yeah. their way. And they chose their way. They chose their way. It was a simple choice, but they chose to uh, accelerate uh, knowledge on their own terms instead of trusting God to care for them. Right. Fast forward to uh, the Mosaic Law. Right. Uh-huh. If you look at that and you're like, man, this is kind of harsh and like really sort of overbearing and whatever. But like God was interacting with this like primitive people and trying to take this group of people who didn't know anything about science, government, care well, for one and another, some and it, creating a society out of it. If you look at those laws and you're like, wow, there's a lot of them. It's like, yes, some of them are so they don't. They didn't get sick and die. They didn't know how infectious disease. Yeah, were, right. But, hey, but God did. Yeah, and, and so He said, "Hey, don't eat of this if you're unclean." If like, th- hey. they didn't know how to properly cook and store food, so God taught them how to do it. <laughs> yeah. And and then there's radical stuff like, hey, the law of the land was I'm going to take care of my tribe, mm-hmm. and if there's a stranger or an alien that comes into my place, I'm either going to kill them, make them a slave, or exploit them in some yeah. way. And God says, "No, you care for the alien. Yeah, and, and you and, love and them. the traveler, like." God is in a very loving way trying to create a people set apart for himself. Yeah. But we look at it and we're like 600 and something rules. Like what's up with that? But if you look at it through the lens of a father, like lovingly shepherding this group mm-hmm. of people through time, through the wilderness, like that's a whole different perspective. And then you look at Jesus and Jesus like sees how they've spun out of control oh, yeah. with all this stuff. And they place these burdens on people that never were supposed to be there. And he, he, he distills it and he says, love God and love people. Right. Yeah. What does that look like for you? Mm. And to live live under God's authority for us as followers of Jesus is to to view everything through that lens. To say, you know, how am I loving God and how am I loving people? I can submit to that. that yeah. Not, you know, some days are easier than others. But like to yeah. know that God loves me and what he wants for my life is way better than anything I could imagine because I don't have the vision that he has. 
that's an authority. That's an ultimate authority that I'm willing to submit to. Sorry. That was a, a longer. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Longer they, uh, you know, the younger you are, the more freedom you want. And then I have found my late thirties, almost forties of, I kind of want more structure. Mm. I, I thrive in structure. It makes life a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And I think about, you know, you hear of some people, famous people, rich people, whatever people that are like, I wear the same shirt and pants. I have four pairs of these pants, four of these shirts, four of these shoes. And this is what I wear every day. I wake up at the same time every day. And it's like, this I is the same breakfast. I don't have every to day. think about it. This is my deal. And it's like, Oh, that seems boring. You're like a, a old boring. It's like, no, this is just structure. And my mind is free to do other things and I don't have to be focused on that. But it also just gives them kind of guardrails. Like yeah. they made their own guardrails in their life to that. How can we make guardrails in our life to submit to ultimate authority of God? Mm. Like, and I think that filter, that um, guardrail should be, are you loving God and loving people? Mm-hmm are you living as Jesus would want you to live? If not, then don't do it. Hey, that's an easy thing. Oh, this is a hard decision. I don't know what to, is that something that God wants you to do? They, then don't do it. You're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> that seems a little bit easier. Um, you know, you could pull that card out. Your wife's like, can you do that? I don't think God wants me to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's going to go well. Don't do that. Um, she's like, well, God told me you should do it. So I don't know. So what do we do now? What do we do now? Um, well, Hey, we hope, um, we, we, Okay, Revelation 4. We haven't read anything yet. There's that verse in Romans 13, 1 through 2, that kind of talks about God and the uh, earthly authorities. He, blah, blah, whatever. You can read that. Revelation 4, 11, though. Revelation 4, 11. Revelation 4, 11. I will read that. It says, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being you are ultimate authority god is because he created it he's the one that made it and the more and the the faster we come to realize everything under the sun is his we're going to submit to him I'm not saying your life's going to be perfect. I'm not saying you're going to be rich tomorrow. I'm not saying you're not going to get sick. I'm not saying all that. I'm not saying your kids are going to act better. I'm not saying all that. But we're going to start that process of living the way God wants us to live Mm. and under his authority. That's it. Um, And then you will find that you will have freedom under that authority. You just need to redefine what freedom is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, you can do whatever you want, but... He you, you don't have he gives us free will. You don't have freedom from the consequences of those actions. And what I believe is that God has vision and purpose and direction for our lives, and that submitting to that will yeah. lets you live into the freedom from some of those consequences. Yeah, like God God wants you to to walk this way, right? Yeah, submit to that, and that way is towards Him. Yes. And that way, it's not some weird, like, I want you to be, God's like, no, I want you to be with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's awesome. I think that's beautiful. Um, so submitting to him, yeah, it's tough, but that's a, I would say a sign of maturity, but that's not, you know, I think it may get a little bit harder. Yeah. Just what you said, the older you get. It's definitely a sign of wisdom. Oh, I think it's a sign of wisdom. Absolutely. Um, well, hey, we love y'all. 
We hope that you guys have a good day. Like, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, I got some sad news. Oh, no. One, Southwest does not fly to North Dakota. Oh. And I have Southwest points. So do I. So. We ain't going there. We're not going with that Southwest points. And what, then I, and then I looked up. South Dakota? And, and then, then we, we drive, drive up? Maybe. And then I looked up a flight. So I said, well, what is it to fly to? What's the big city in North Dakota? Bismarck? Fargo. Bismarck. Bismarck. No, Bismarck? I don't know. Bismarck's the capital. So I think that's the biggest area, I think. So I looked up Atlanta to Bismarck because we're closer. We're pretty close to Atlanta. $1,200. Bucks. $1,200. Ha! Huh. $1,200. Yeah. I said, I ain't going there. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was and 12... we'd be the only two people on the plane. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I hate, that may be a private jet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is <laughs> for, for $1,200. Catered meal. <laughs> Well, hey, we're going to find a way. One, just get us a listener in North Dakota. And, and this, then we don't have to do this. We don't have to do this. But We don't want to do this. I kind of want to go to North Dakota. <laughs> I want to do, I want to, for a dumb reason, spend 48 hours away from home and that being a North Dakota. Like, fly up there, spend the night, and fly back. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> Silly. All right. Well, hey, rate, review, subscribe, all the podcast jibber-jabber. Uh, and we hope that you guys have a good day, and we will catch you next week. Bye, friends. See ya.